0: Amen, and so Amen. be. Amen. Praise, Praise God. God. Well, we want to welcome you all uh, to our live service on today. We're so glad to have you. If you're in the room, you can be seated. If you're watching online, the best way to follow along today is with that uh, linked up church app. We really encourage you to download that app so that you can stay in touch with everything that's going on. Yes. You can get alerts real time. My phone actually alerted me at eight o'clock, and it said, o'clock? "Are you woke?"
1: Are you woke? Because
0: the service is getting ready to begin in 30 minutes. So you'll get yeah. stuff like that. We've got step four today for everyone that wants to learn about community and maybe even be a virtual Dream Team member as we're learning how to do life in this new climate. And so today is step four. You have an opportunity uh, to take that via Zoom right after the service today. And then also we're going to honor those who uh, gave their lives so that my wife and I, Many others all around the world can enjoy the freedoms in this nation uh, that we all get to enjoy. So we're going to honor them. Don't leave today. We're going to honor them and their families and also those that lost their lives due to COVID. We've had 90,000 Americans lose their lives. And so some people don't see that as a war, but really it is an invisible enemy that we've been fighting. And so we just want to pray for the families that have been impacted and lost uh, loved ones during that time. Okay. So all the information, again, is in that linked up church app. YouVersion Bible app has the same information as well. Last week we started off a new series entitled anything you want to share there, babe? Oh, back to the app there's also content for your kids
1: so you really want to download that app so that you can make yourself make, avail that to your little
0: ones Amen. That's it. i think we've got something for linked up kids as well and then the plug your teenagers they'll have something we'll have something for them as yes. well you can yes. find them as well again that app will tell you where you can find all of that information but we have ministry for the entire family
1: but i miss you all yeah i miss you all so would you type good morning I
0: miss you. Virtual hugs. Yeah. V- that's virtual a, hugs. V- right. Virtual hugs. Yes. All right. Warning signs part two. You know, last week we really introduced this. Today we're going to get into it a little further. Uh, our journey, as we talked about last week through this series, will help us look at signs of warning foreth- foretold throughout Bible prophecy. I want to remind us that one-third of the Bible is prophecy. Prophecy is history written in advance. It is foretelling. It is really speaking forth the mind and counsel of God. So Bible prophecy shows signs of coming events. On last week, we talked about watchmen. There are two types of watchmen in the Old Testament. There's a natural watchman, and his job is to get up on a tall tower, and he's supposed to see enemies as well as those that are, are friends from a far distance, right, so that they can be prepared in the event that danger may come. And then there are also spiritual watchmen as well uh, in the Old Testament, and those were the prophets. And their, their job was to warn, was to encourage, was to uh, rebuke, and also to keep God's children in line with what God was doing. And so that's important for us to know because information continues to build uh, I want to make sure that we all are paying attention to the warning signs. Remember, signs are a daily part of our lives. That's right. None of us get it in fear. We don't get in any anxiety when we pull up to a stop sign. We know that that stop sign is there to protect us, right? It literally means slow down, stop, look both ways, then proceed with caution, right? And if we obey that, then we can live the peaceable life uh, that we're designed to live because all of those signs are there for our protection as well as our comfort. But in the New Testament, we're supposed to be watchmen as well. Let's look at our foundation text text in 1 Peter chapter 4. Let's read verses 7 and 8 out of the New King James Version. And it says, but the end of all things is at hand. Whether you believe it or not, folks, the Lord is coming back soon.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: Therefore, be serious and watchful. Notice what it says here, in your prayers. Just like in the Old Testament, that watchman gets up on that tower so that he can see his enemy coming from a far distance. People that are prayer warriors, people that are sensitive to prayer, what it will allow you to do is see things actually unfolding before they ever get to you. Prayer will allow you to uh, create a strategy, and God will always make a way for you to escape. What is coming on the world will always bypass the person who is in prayer because God will tell that person in advance what's going on. That's good. It says, and above all things, have fervent, uh, that word fervent there means intentional and without ceasing love for one another. So I just want to remind us, this is not a time to get out of love with our brothers and sisters in Christ. That's right. That's right. This is actually a time for us to come closer together, not further apart. Whatever you have to do today, stay in love. This is not a time for pastors to be fighting. This is not a time for churches to be judging other churches. If somebody opened up today, praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Be free to lead your congregation the way God has called you to lead them without the judgment of other brothers and sisters that's in Christ. Right,
1: that's right. There
0: that's needs good. to be a love because it benefits us. Notice, for if we would love one another, then love would cover a multitude of sins.
1: That's right. And
0: I don't know about you, but I'm not perfect. I've made mistakes. I'm sure I made some this week. But what God is promising us is if we'll stay in sin It'll cover us from a multitude of sins. That's a tremendous stay in love, benefit. Stay in love. love, Stay in love. What did I say? You
1: said stay in sin. Now, we don't want to stay in sin. No, we want to stay, stay
0: in, in love. All right? Thank you, babe. That's why you're up here with me. Yeah. Right? It'll cover a mul- That's a benefit right there. That's a tremendous benefit that if I walk in love, it'll cover a multitude, not just a couple, but a multitude of sins. That's right. That's right. In my life. Now we're not going to talk about one, two, or three again. You can go back and listen to these messages. Let's pick up with point number four today. Now today we'll be strong because the Bible is strong. Type in amen. 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 All right. Now number four. There is an evident and growing hatred of true biblical Christianity. Mm-hmm. There is a evident and growing hatred for true biblical christianity. Go with me to Matthew chapter 24 and let's get into this a little bit today. Matthew chapter 24, let's begin reading at verse 9. It says here, you can expect to be persecuted. Did I just read that right? Is that what it said?
1: That's intense. Yes.
0: Is that did I read that right? Yes. You can expect to be persecuted. The word persecuted means pressure. It means trouble, and it's usually brought on by other people. So if you've got other people going at you left and right, welcome to the family.
1: I know, that's right. Thank
0: God that you're saved. You're
1: certainly heading towards heaven.
0: It says here, even kill, for you will be hated by all nations or ethnos or races. We see a lot of racial tension in our country today because of your love for me. So when you start seeing people persecuting you because you love God, then just love God more. When you start seeing people talk about you because you're sitting at home or you're sharing the feed for the service today, don't let that push you away from God. Let that cause you to love God more. We need to love out loud. We need to be out loud with our love for God. That's right. Notice what he goes on to say here. Then many will stop following me and fall away. That's a warning sign. You're starting to find yourself not following God as closely as you used to. That's a warning sign. Wake up. Stay woke. Shake yourself. Revival is coming to your home right now. That's right. That's right. You find yourself falling away. That's a warning sign. Wake up. And they will betray one another and hate one another. You see this going on all around the world, just people who were once best friends and besties and all of that just falling out with each other today. Why? Relationships, seems to, they seem to be increasingly more and more difficult. Almost it seems like in your best efforts or your best intentions, you still can't create an, a, a harmonious environment between two people today. Pay attention to that because that is also a warning sign. Then it ultimately leads people who used to love each other to hatred towards each other. If you're starting to see that specifically towards your brothers, your sisters, those in your own household, pay attention to that because that is a warning sign. And many lying prophets will arise. Well, how will we know that they are a lying prophet? It says because they will deceive the multitudes and lead them away from the path of truth. Mm. Pay attention to the media. Pay attention to music. Pay attention to what you're watching. Pay attention to entertainment. Because if it is leading you away from the truth of the gospel, then it is a lying prophet.
1: That's right. That's right. I don't know
0: about you, but I will not worship at the feet of the white coats. I will not worship at the feet of the CDC. It's always one way. One day it's one way. The next day it's another day. I don't know how one day you can tell me that it's okay to sleep with someone that I'm not married to. I can meet a stranger, sleep with someone that I'm not married to. That's okay. But then on the other side, you tell me to stay in the house. You tell me to not go to the gym and work out. You tell me to put a mask on my face but I can meet a stranger, have sex with a stranger, and that's okay. Come on. That's Come on, man. Woo! Come on. <laughs> Anything that leads you, I would compare everything that I'm hearing to the truth of God's that's Word. Right. And if it doesn't line up, then I'm walking away from it. There will be much or such an increase of sin and lawlessness that those whose hearts once burn with passion for God And others will grow cold. Mm. So if you were a person that you loved God, you were on fire for God, now you find yourself being cold towards God, that's a warning sign. You were a person that you were passionate about the people of God. You were passionate about the house of God. You were passionate about fellowship. Now you don't want anything to do with church people. That's a warning sign. You might say, well, pastor, that's strong, but I love you, and I'm God's messenger to give you this message today. That's
1: right. That's right.
0: Listen to this. There will be an increase. Verse 13, but keep your hope to the end. Watch this. Here's the good part. And you will experience life. See, wide is the way to destruction, but narrow is the road that leads to life. He said, if you'll stay on that narrow road all the way to the end, You will find life. That word life there is a Greek word, sozo. Said if you'll just stay with me during times like this, then I'll cause you to be saved. I'll cause you to be delivered. I'll cause you to be protected. I love that testimony up here today. But the reality is he is not a survivor of coronavirus. He overcame coronavirus. He overcame it over 2,000 years ago when Jesus paid the price for it. He just came into the realization of it. So I understood what he was saying. He has survived it. But I'm telling you right now, it'll never touch your house ever again. Not your wife, not your children, not your right. father in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, I'm an overcomer.
1: Yes.
0: Somebody say, I overcame. Look at what he said here. If you stay on this narrow road, you'll find life. I'll protect you. I'll heal you. I'll preserve you. I'll cause you to do well, and I'll make everything in your life whole. Anything that you've lost, enemy's going to return that back to you seven times greater. Mm. The Bible promises us that if the enemy be found out, then he must return back sevenfold. I'm telling you, there was an enemy behind this. There's a hidden agenda behind this. We're exposing it even as we're ministering. And now he must return back to you and to me and anyone else that has lost anything. Seven times greater than what you lost. Receive that. Believe God for that. You will come out of this better than the way that you went in. Verse 14, yet through it all, this joyful assurance of the realm of heaven's kingdom will be proclaimed all over the world. See, the enemy thought he was closing churches, but what he didn't realize was that he was opening them up in living rooms all around the world.
1: That's right. And
0: now where we were limited, now we are unlimited because there were only so many people we can get into this building at any given time. Now we can take this gospel into the four corners of the world and preach it unhindered. So what he meant for evil, God has turned turned it around and used it for our good. Folks, God is still in control. This is a time to be joyous. This is a time to celebrate. This is a time to give God glory. We are not going down. We are going up. We are not breaking down. We are actually breaking through. Somebody just right where you're at right now. Take a joy break right now. Lift up your hands. Give God glory. Get out of the bed. Get out of your seat. Give God glory. Come on, give him a down payment on what you know he's doing in your life. God, you are good, and you are great, and you are greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. 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 says there is a joyful assurance in the realm of heaven's kingdom. And it will be proclaimed all over the world and provided to every nation, every race of people with a demonstration of the reality of God. Folks, your testimony is getting ready to be so powerful because you're going to be able to tell people that God kept you through COVID. Yes, And even if it looks like you've been set back right now, I'm telling you, that setback is minor because your comeback is getting ready to be something serious. God is lining you up and setting you up for the greatest comeback of all time. Somebody ought to receive that today. Then he says, and then after this, the end of this age will come, or the Lord will return. So now, in Matthew 24, 11 and 12, I want to just bring out some things here. He said here, I'm going to read it out of the New King James verse. He said, and many false prophets will rise and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. So iniquity or lawlessness uh, shall abound. So we've got to pay attention to these warning signs. If you notice, reality television is getting worse. I mean, it's something if you think that's real love, if you think love in hip-hop, if you think that is love, we are really deceived. So we are witnessing the despising of authority. We are witnessing children become more defiant to their parents. There's a breakdown in family order. There's a prevailing spirit of ungodliness, rebellion, and moral decay in our country. I want you to think about it for a minute. When all of this started, they deemed abortion clinics essential. They deemed, especially in my home state of Michigan, they deemed liquor stores essential. Listen to this one. They They deemed weed parlors essential. But they call churches non-essential. Something is sick with that thinking. Thank God for President Trump coming on national TV, and he was strong with that on yesterday. And he said that that's wrong. And he literally used those words about things that were considered essential businesses, and he called the church being non-essential wrong. Thank you for that. President Trump. Thank you for that. And then he said, if governors will not uh, allow churches to reopen, then I'll override that. But don't get me wrong, we're still going to use wisdom right here at Linked Up Church. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Matthew 24, 13, and 14, I just want to pull something else out. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. That word endures literally means to stay under with a smile on your face or stay under with joy. We don't get a pass from having to go through everything that the world goes through. We just don't go through it the way that they go through it. And we definitely don't
1: come out of it. And we definitely
0: don't come out of it the way they come out of it. We get to go through this with a smile on our face because we know the end result is that we win. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations or ethnos or races, and then the end will come. Folks, this gospel is more widespread right now than it's ever been. And what they didn't realize, they were setting us up for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: Churches are now figuring out how to pipe this gospel all over the world. And linked up church is going to be a part of that. Listen to this. Most of the world's language is now have the Bible written in its own language, and most of them will have that done by 2025. It is anticipated that all of the world's 6,909 spoken languages will have a Bible by 2025. So if you think about it, while the entire world is getting ready to get the Bible in their hands, they're going to be able to see it and hear it preached from anywhere in the world. That means countries that are now anti-Jesus Christ, people can sit in the privacy of their home and worship Jesus and not get killed for it. And, folks, Linked Up Church will be a part of that. We will have a physical campus, but Linked Up Church will have a church online in Jesus' name. If you're excited as I am about that, just praise God. Put the praise yes. hands up there. Give God glory for that because God is setting us up to reach way more than we would ever be able to reach in this building. That's right.
1: Praise God. Type in, I'm woke. Type in, I'm woke. So now we're going to talk about point number five, warning signs. You know, I was driving yesterday, riding yesterday, and I was at a stop sign. It wasn't a light. It was a stop sign. And I stopped, and then just as I was about to go, someone blew right across me and ran their stop sign. And of course, if you're like me, you know, because I always follow the signs,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, but I'm, I'm looking like. And what was crazy was the first thing that I looked for wasn't necessarily their safety, it was whether the police was around to see them and get caught. Okay. All right. I, I, you know, and, and, and when we see the signs, we want to be prayerful of those that we see that are ignorant or without, so that they're not caught in the web of all that's going on as these days approach. Point number five, times will be perilous. Times will be perilous. And I'm going to read, you know, Pastor Gregory just shared what Jesus had to say about the last days, but let me tell you what Paul had to say in his letter to Timothy. So in 2 Timothy chapter 3, I'm going to read verses 1 through 7 in the Amplified Classic. And I'm just going to read it straight to you because it does so well just talking about and depicting what to anticipate in these last days and those perilous times. He says, but understand this, That in the last days will come set in perilous times of great distress and trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear. That's what perilous times, that's what perilous means. Hard to deal with and hard to bear. For people will be lovers of self and utterly self-centered. Lovers of money and aroused by an inordinate greedy desire for wealth. We see that all the time. Proud and arrogant and contemptuous boasters. They will be abusive blasphemous, scoffing, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, and profane. They will be without natural human affection, callous, just outright mean and inhuman, relentless, admitting of no truce or appeasement. They will be slanderers, false accusers, troublemakers, intemperate, they will be, uh, I just lost my space. Oh, and loose, and loose in moral and con, morals and conduct, uncontrolled and fierce, haters of good. They will be treacherous, betrayers, rash, and inflated with self-conceit. They will be lovers of sensual desires and vain amusements, more than and rather than lovers of God. For although they hold, this is so important, for although they hold, a form of piety or true religion, they deny and reject and are strangers to the power of it. Their conduct belies the genuineness of their profession. Avoid all such people, turn away from them, for among them are those who worm their their way into homes and captivate silly and weak-natured and spiritually dwarfed women loaded down with the burden of their own sins and easily swayed and led away by various evil desires and seducive impulses. These weak women will listen to anybody who will teach them. They are forever inquiring and getting information, but are never able to arrive at a recognition and knowledge of the truth. Wow,
0: that's a mouthful right there. That's a mouthful. I mean, that's distressing. That is.
1: That's distressing, and that's perilous times. I looked up the word perilous, and in the Greek, it's the word kalopos, and it comes from the root word chasm, as in void, as in without, as in empty, as in a vacancy or a deep gulf. Mm. So understand that when he says perilous times, that means people will be empty of the things in the spirit of God.
0: And all that other stuff is what they're going to try to fill that it's
1: void. A, a, that's what fills. That's what comes. When God's not present, this stuff comes. Mm. Mm. When God's not present, this stuff comes. And this is the stuff that are warnings, that's warning signs for these end times. And we're seeing it more and more and more. It's been said that we're living in a me generation, and it's right in front of your face. They call this current generation, this younger generation, the I generation. And not just because of the iPhone, because all of them seem to want one or possess one, but because they're more concerned about I. Now, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. That's exactly what...
0: All day long. I'm just showing what people do all day long.
1: And scientific, this is scientific fact. You can Google it, fact check me, and if I stand to be corrected, do so. But this, they're saying that more and more younger people of this generation, as they're spending their time bending over, connected to their devices, that they're literally growing horns. And that right there is a metaphoric representation or a signal towards what that means. Who else we depict as having a horn, right? Mm-hmm. It's just demonic. Yeah. It's just demonic. So I speak to any young person right now. I have two younger consider, society considers I generation people in my home, my children. But I speak to that generation right now that those that have the seed of Christ within them, they will not stray from that, that which were, in which they were raised up in. The Spirit of the Lord lives big on the inside of them. You have the mantle of carrying this gospel to a lost and dying world. You are able and capable of being light of the world. Don't let the enemy and society convince you that you are without because you don't look like them or act like them or think like them. It's because you possess a power of truth within you. If you don't fail and, and, and yield yourself to that which everybody speaks, you will see. you will see the salvation of the Lord in Jesus' name. Parents, you can't dwarf on truth. Parents, you can't dwarf on discipline. And parents, you definitely can't dwarf on having your kids look like and seeming like they've achieved something. Let them earn it. Yeah. Let them stand in it while you are ministering grace and mercy in the process.
0: That's right, that's good. That's good.
1: Raise them up to represent and be the ambassadors that God, God has called them to, rep- uh, to be, yeah. to represent the truth of the gospel in Jesus' name.
0: That's for somebody out there. Don't compromise your standards. Yeah. <laughs> Don't compromise one. your standards for your children. And I'm
1: not saying it's easy. All of us find ourselves in positions to trust God. Right. We have to trust them with our children, too. Yeah. Amen. So one of the points under perilous times that I want to bring out. It says, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. We just don't have time to break down each one because the Bible has a whole lot to say about each one. But I'm going to specifically point out to a few of them. Understand this, when he says lovers of their own selves, and that's a negative thing, and we're talking about, hey, love yourself. We got to love myself. I love me. I, I love me. And that's good. But see, you cannot love you without loving God. You cannot love you without loving God because loving you in the world, according to our flesh, means indulgence. And that's not what loving you is about. Indulgence will take you somewhere that you don't want to go, make you pay more than you want to pay, and make you stay longer than you ever wanted to stay. That's right. But when you love God, loving God teaches you how to righteously love yourself. And in that is eternity in that is the blessing in that is true love understand that there is no greater misery than to live a life without gratitude so when he's talking about being ungrateful that is a great misery and I believe that's the seed of depression the seed of anxiety the seed of doubt and fear the seed of all of these mental illness situations as many of these mental illness situations that's going on right now because we fail to be thankful for that which we've ha- we have
0: so good. So focusing more on what I don't have
1: rather than being I thankful for what I do have. And if there is breath in your body right. and if there is soundness in your mind, you have the I'm mean you just God just need a little bit because he says he takes the foolish things of man to confound them. All God needs is a, is a seed of someone that believes, yeah. a seed of faith, and he'll able to move that mountain. Yeah. He'll able to transform your mi- yeah. mind, and he'll be able to redeem and reverse whatever curse that you've been walking in. I don't care what you've been through. I don't ever want to belittle it, but just know and understand that there is a God out there who says, hey, hey, if you're living a life that's unthankful, that's a warning sign that you're recognizing, not recognizing who I am and who I'm able to be in your life. Yeah. That's good. Now, B, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. It's as if this society is straight out of control. And God tells us about these times. He makes it very, very plain. He talks about the callousness of protecting and honoring, the callousness that's out there right now and the hardness uh, of people towards our elderly and our children. We're seeing that right now. I have a bunch of questions to ask you as we talk about, you know, just without natural affection, truth makers. You, you can't, you know, the biggest thing people are hung up on these days, I counsel people all the time, that, they're in a, that they just don't trust people. Because we have cultivated a society where people don't honor their word anymore. False accusers. So I'd rather throw someone else under the bus instead of being integrous in, my own, in God's sight incontinent fears, despisers of those that are good. Despisers of those that are good. So here are my questions. And, and, you know, and, and, and this is not to cast judgment, but this, this, just think about this. This is one of those stay woke dissertations, I guess. How do we get to a place where evil solicits sexual, advan- sexual services from 12, 13, and 14-year-olds? How do we get to this place? How did pornography become a multi-billion, B, with a B, billion-dollar industry? How are people catfishing and misrepresenting themselves on social media and on these dating sites in the search of true love? How did that happen? How can you find true love wanting to be fake? How do we elect officials over and over again who fail to represent their constituents with integrity? How do we do that? How do, we, how do we, just as Pastor Gregory just got through talking about, how do we get to a place where society deems tattooed parlors, weed, uh, weed homes, uh, weed shops, liquor stores as essential businesses, but houses of faith are not? How does that happen? And we stand by on pause. Say lie on that. We are living in a society where people are vainly, People that are filled with empty, people that are empty are vainly filling themselves with all kinds of just empty entertainment, you know, Netflix shot up. How much? Now, I'm not, I'm not throwing shade on Netflix, but we have to be careful what we lend our attention to.
0: It was like 300% and people are just binge watching.
1: Binge watching. Three, six, nine, 10 hours of just watching television, lending more attention to the things of the world rather than to the things of God. My husband was just telling me he set an alarm on his phone and on his devices so that once he reaches a certain amount of screen time, it asks him to, uh, to uh, put in a passcode. That way he knows he spent too much time that day on On his devices. I think really the
0: heart of it is my goal is to never spend more time on social media than I do with God. And so I cut it. I know how much time my prayer time is, and I cut social media 15 minutes below that.
1: That's right. See, I'm just I'm if you are all out there and you follow me, praise God, continue to do so. I got something to say, but I'm terrible. Terrible, I don't spend a lot
0: of time on it. It's interesting. This is interesting. I don't know what's going on. It may be, uh, I don't know. But I put a post out there about boosting your immune system, and my page has been shut down ever since then. Yeah. So you'll notice they're telling us what not to do, but nobody's telling us what to do. I don't know. I've I've emailed, I've sent uh, stuff to uh, Facebook. Can't get that page back. That
1: is interesting. That is interesting. So now we have to be careful not to substitute God with things that are just simple time fillers because they're meant to be distractors of the things of God. And and honestly, when you fill yourself with false information, it invites you to question, did did God really say that? And that that was the issue in the beginning way back when in that garden when the snake asked Eve, did he really say that? That's been man's issue since day one. So, C, traitors, heady-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Humanity has become increasingly materialistic. Talking about lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Now, we're living in dark days, and no generation in history has more access to entertain and arouse their senses. So we have to be careful when we're when we we're led astray we were just having a conversation of a group of ladies and I and how an innocent mind can be bombarded with with things that are contrary to the things of God just in their innocence and what it can provoke this flesh is alive and it doesn't do want to do what the what the spirit of God wants to do and we have to be aware that when our flesh wants to feel good our spirit needs to go on alarm saying okay I do have self-control I do have temperance some of us for me it was putting it's pushing back on the table. Some of us is pushing back on conversations that aren't uh, healthy. Some of us is just releasing relationships that are not conducive to the things of God that's going on in our lives. We have to be careful that when we're talking about lovers of pleasure, whatever satisfies the the senses is what matters most in the pursuit of happiness. That's the age that we're living in. YOLO, you only live once. But see, when you're in Christ, you don't live once, only live once, but you live forever. And we have this thing being born again. So when you're in Christ, not only are you born in the natural realm, but you become born again in the spiritual realm. So your living once is for eternity. And you want to make sure that your passport stamp for eternity is constantly pressed. Yes. You know, there's a term out there, do you, boo? Do you? <laughs> what does that mean? Disregard everybody else. Now, there's a time where we have to focus in on the things of God. But see, we got to be careful with this term, do you.
0: Do whatever makes you happy.
1: Because you don't know what makes you feel happy. I don't know what makes me happy. Because, see, we now define, love what you just said, we define our own truth. But what if my truth interrupts your truth? Now we got issues. There's only one truth, and it's sustained time. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away understand this these people will have a form of godliness I love how the amplifier says that they may seem to represent they look like and they talk with piety and true religion they might have started out in the things of God but as they've morphed into this societal acceptance they become contrary to the things of God therefore being his very own enemy so we have to be careful with being com- comfortable and complacent and, and, and being apathetic to the things of God and even the house of God, the reverence of God, prayer, study time, church. Because when we become apathetic and we become complacent in those things and, and figure that I could just do my, have my own church and do my own thing, then you end up, we end up in this place of defining our own way. And our way, what if our way don't match up with his ways? Yeah. So, having the form of godliness, so there's the people, there people out there that truly will say, I'm Christian. I'm Christian. But he says, but denying the power thereof. But they want to do everything, but people want to do everything in their own strength and in their own power. Now, last one, he says, for these people creep into, worm their way into silly women, weak women's houses, and turn them aside, for they're forever seeking to be taught, but never getting revelation on their own. See, the way that man goes is the way that women goes, whether it's in agreement or in staunch opposition. As men go a certain way, women will go the same way. Either she's gonna be in agreement and do and be just as bold and brave as him or just as cowardly and weak as him, or in the fight for equality under this guise of equality, A woman can take the position that I'm going to be like man that's like trying to a a, a SUV of trying to be like a Ferrari they both have four wheels they both have a steering wheel they both have an engine and they both go but there's never a time where you can make a Ferrari into an SUV and an SUV into a Ferrari but they can go in the same direction just in different ways A woman can never be like a man, and a man will never be like a woman. A woman will never understand what it is to be equal or as man, just like man can't do it with woman. Mm -hmm. But see, you don't know that unless you love God, and God teaches you to love yourself. And this thing called truth and righteousness.
0: Can I add in there for a moment? Because we're just going to—you all don't mind if we take our time with this, right? We're not going to get to the next point today because this is so important. These are things that you don't hear about in church a lot today because, again, they don't build crowds. They're not going to win a popularity contest. But at the end of the day, people who minister the truth will be popular in heaven. And that's the most important thing. I just heard something that I never heard in that text before. So you said men. So it's specifically talking to men in that text will have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. And then of such will worm their way into women's homes. That person that has a form of godliness mm-hmm. that comes to church, that serves on the on the usher board. They can. They can get in the choir. They can. They can serve in key positions all around the church. They can be the preacher. They can be the pastor. Because he has a form of godliness. I just, I just saw that. But he denies the power thereof. And Therefore, that, lives with, okay with living with no conviction. And that person will worm his way into silly women's homes. And it literally said that she's laden down with her own sins. Mm-hmm. It so, says
1: that the, the amplifier says into their homes, captivate silly and weak nature and spiritually dwarfed women loaded down with the burden of their sins and easily swayed and led away by various evil desires and seductive impulses. So
0: he's probably in church and she's probably in church. And maybe that's why we spend so much try- time trying to keep single people out of the bed and get married people into the bed because deception has creeped into the church. That's right. That's right. Now again, I know this is not popular.
1: So
0: I'm sorry, but I love you.
1: Yes, love. And you, I love, love you, you enough to tell truth. you the
0: truth. So listen very carefully. If you're living with someone you're not married to, it's going to be very difficult to get God's results doing things the world's way. Listen to me. If you're sleeping with someone right now that you're not married to, that is not God's way. Stop it today. Listen to me, married man. Listen to me, married woman. If you think the end result of committing adultery and cheating on your spouse is going to produce any level of victory, you are sadly mistaken because you cannot get God's results warning doing signs. things Satan's Warning way. signs. The warning signs. Warning
1: signs. Warning signs. We cannot allow women, listen, we cannot allow romance to replace truth. We cannot allow seduction to replace love. You cannot allow uh, 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 your, your, your loneliness to be filled with simple company. You deserve more than that. God has died for you to have more than that, and he wants you to have more than that. You're worth the weight, you're worth the work, and you're worth the sacrifice that it takes to pursue you. You can't want true love and not get it by way of truth.
0: So listen, listen, man, I thank God for this today. So that's a warning sign. If you're in church and they're up singing, serving, ushering, right away it should be a warning sign when it's about your body and not about your spirit. You should wake up, stay woke, and recognize God did not put that in my life. That's right but who did and wake up and get yourself out of that situation
1: that's right see we we want covenant mm-hmm. but the cheapest of covenants is that which of God and then the next covenant that he has on the earth that he's placed his stamp of approval on is husband and wife mm. so know and understand this covenant people this is what, what what I wrote here for those that are in covenant with God we're talking about those morning signs. We're talking about perilous times. We're wrapping it up, talking about, <laughs> we always end up in relationships, but um, we're talking about what that looks like, not only from what J- Jesus had to say, but now Paul is backing it up. and and I wrote down here, those that are in covenant with God, understand if you're in covenant with God, then you've chosen to, you You made the decision to offer your body up as a living sacrifice Understand that this is the least that you can do. When you're in covenant with God, you've agreed that I do need to renew my mind daily because in that is truth and in that is life. I understand that when I'm in covenant with God, I'm committed to walk this thing and to please Him. I know that I am increasing in knowledge and wisdom and that I am uh, pleasing in His sight. When we're in covenant with God, then this allows him to produce the fruit of the Spirit. Against such there is no law. So when all these warning signs are happening, when you're in covenant with God, he flashes that warning sign. And just like in my example, when I stopped at that stop sign, because that's what it said, and somebody else blew by, you can stand back and pray for them, but not be the victim of not paying attention to those warning signs. So when you're in covenant with God, and you're in covenant with each other, first as believers, and then as, as husband or wife or whatever the case may be, Then you understand the truth and the power, not Being having a form of godliness but denying the power you have the truth and the power of knowing that now yes truly no weapon formed against me shall prosper now you know truly that in this I will be okay now you know that now you have the awareness and the revelation that he is my way maker he is my promise keeper he is my healer and I can do all things through Christ I I am more than a conqueror and I have every need that that God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory when you're in covenant with God understand this is the way Paul wrote this up this is the way he wraps it up and we'll talk about more of what's in between but by the time you get to second Timothy chapter 4 verse 18 he says and the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work yeah. and he will preserve me yeah. unto his heavenly kingdom yeah. to whom be glory forever
0: and ever yeah. amen amen I want to pray for every household watching we're just going to stop right here I want to pray for every household watching today, right in your home, right in this room. Just lift lift up your hands right now, and I want to pray over your households because God has given us these warning signs so that we could stay woke. We have to go through everything the world goes through, but we don't go through it the way they go through it, and we certainly don't come out of it the way that they came out of it. So lift your hands to the Father right now as I pray over your household. Father, I pray that every person watching and listening right now, under the sound and authority of our voices, I pray that they receive this word today, and they receive and they heed these warning signs, and they do the things necessary to stay on that narrow path that leads to life and salvation and preservation and victory and wholeness in every aspect of their lives. I draw a bloodline around every household watching that Satan cannot befall. And I declare that no weapon formed against them will prosper. Yes, And with long life, you'll satisfy them and show them your deliverance. Ministering angels work with every household watching. Heal, deliver, set free, make whole, find new jobs, create new businesses, give them innovation to do what they couldn't do prior to all of this happening. And ultimately, Father, we thank you for the victory that you've already provided for us in Jesus' name. If you received that prayer today, just type in amen. Put up the praise hands on the screen. Give God the glory for it right where you're at. Folks, none of this is meant to put any of us who are true believers in fear. It's just simply to warn us, to give us a head start so that when we see stuff, we realize what it is. We know to stay prayerful and allow God to give us some type of strategy to bypass that. Now, also, if you're watching today, I know the Spirit of God spoke to your heart. I know that there's someone watching, and you don't have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. I know there's someone watching, and you're the person that you fell away. You don't love God or God's people the way that you used to. And the, the message convicted you. We didn't convict you. The Holy Spirit convicted you today because he is the only one that can convict the world of sin. So if you sense any level of conviction right now that did not come from Joel and Patricia Gregory, that came from the Holy Spirit. You might ask, well, why is he convicting you? Because he loves you. He's literally trying to snatch you out of something that's not good for you and place you into something that is very good. So if you're watching today and you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you want to come back, I want to pray for you right now. If you would, right where you're at, just put your hand over your heart, and I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, Father, I believe believe that Jesus Christ Christ is the Son of God. God. I believe believe that He died, rose from the grave, grave. and He is alive alive right now. Lord Jesus come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my heart, what I confess with my mouth, and what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God, and all my sins are forgiven Forgive me. In Jesus' name. Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Let's rejoice with them right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. My wife and I believe with all of our hearts. Somebody prayed that prayer sincerely today. If you would, just follow the information that's on the screen right there or just type in, I prayed that prayer from my heart. And someone's going to follow up with you and tell you what your next steps are. But we're excited for you. Welcome to the family of God. And we can't wait to get back together again and see you in person. God bless you. And thank you for becoming a part of the family of God. Hello, family. Thank you for joining our online service today. I want to invite you to become a part of our online community by subscribing to our YouTube channel download the linked up church app visit our website to find out everything that's going on here at linked up church if you desire to help us reach more people just like you you can do so by clicking the give button now this will allow us to connect more people to god to family to purpose and community thanks again for watching our service on today we were so excited to have you and see you next time